What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. Okay, so this is the third time I've tried to record this. I was having some technical difficulties. I got all the way through it the first time, and uh, my computer, it was dropping out audio, so I couldn't I couldn't salvage it. Um, so first things first, a little State of the Union uh, piece uh, people have been asking uh, is just how I'm doing with the whole cancer thing. So uh, treatment's done. Radiation's done. It sucked a whole bunch, um, but it's, it's done now, and I'm... I'm on track to be all healed up here in a couple of weeks. I still have some like lingering side effects and stuff. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, my voice is coming back uh, to the point where I can I can talk for 20, 30 minutes uh, without coughing and <laughs> not and sounding not like myself. So uh, I wanted to get this out earlier, but. Uh, it, it is what it is just because of the, it, it being a current event. Um, and that's to, to talk about the Bonham Richard and, and everything that went on there. Um, because I think there was a lot of incredible leadership lessons to be pulled out of it. Um, one of the first things I saw happening, uh, and, and I've been in submarine fires, uh, not nothing on the scale, even close to, uh, th- what's what happened on the Bonham Richard, obviously, but, um, and, and I've been in just situations where there's been like alarms, uh, that have gone off and we all thought it was real. And just the, to see the reaction like that, that's what struck me first, right. To see the response and the way that it happened and how it was just, it was, it was a reaction. It's instinctual. Uh, I, I, I talked to people a lot about the, just the nature of submarining and, um, the response that we have to casualties when we're on the ship and how you don't think you just do right. You're, you're training, you train and you train and you train. And I know the surface community does it too. I see it all over social media and just talking to friends and people I've known throughout my career. It's like, you drill, you drill, you drill, you train, you drill, you train some more and then you drill some more. Um, and, and you do all these things and they're tedious and a lot of times they're boring and you're just like, God, why do we got to do another fire drill? Right? Well, this is why. Because in this situation, you see the response happen and it's it's instinctual and it's just a reaction. You just start doing things. Your mind doesn't think. Your body just starts moving. And it was incredible to see the response of everyone that was involved because it wasn't just ship's force, right? You had fed fire and you had a ton of other entities. And I, I actually, I, I don't know that this list is current, but uh, it's, I found a list on social media of, of all the units that were involved and I'm besides ship's force. So you had sailors from the Cowpens, the Fitzgerald, the Decatur, Tulsa, Shoop, Rushmore, Harper's Ferry, San Diego, Abe Lincoln, Stedham, John P. Murtha, Stockdale, Essex, Boxer, and Russell. And then you had Fed Fire from four different bases from Miramar, San Diego, Ventura County, and NAF El Centro. And then DOD firefighting agencies from Camp Pendleton, Marine Corps Air Ground Combat Center Fire Department. And then there was another thing that I saw on social media um, where HSC3 uh, was out there dropping. They were the helicopters dropping water onto the ship. Um, it just incredible to see the response and how everybody just dropped what they were doing to help and how all of the sailors, all of them, not just ship's force, but all of them, everyone that could lend a hand did. 
and they dropped what they were doing and just rallied around the Bonhammer Shard. And it, uh, I don't know if I'm a little more sensitive to it because of what I'm going through personally or just because I'm, I'm kind of out of the fight right now and haven't gotten to be around sailors much, but God, that got me, man. Um, it was, it was very inspiring and motivating and, and, uh, I'm just thankful to be a part of this organization when I see things like that. Um, so for all of those organizations, all the sailors that were involved, thank you. Well done. Uh, I know I've, I've posted a bunch of stuff on social media about it, uh, cause I wasn't able to record yet, but it's just, I'm so proud of everybody and just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. And I think everyone that's involved should have their chest puffed out. You know, like it's, what a thing, you know, and, and what a thing to to after four days of what seemed to be hopeless with everybody saying it was going to burn down to the waterline and the fires are all out and everybody can declare victory for the firefighting effort. Obviously, it's a tragedy of what happened to that ship. Um, and, and the first thing I want to talk about, and I really loved the sentiment that I saw all over social media was was kind of that piece of it. Like it, it was in port. Everybody got off the ship. There were injuries, but zero casualties. Thank God. I, I still blows my mind that nobody got killed. But it was everybody was kind of like, just let it burn. It's just a ship, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I, I think most of, if not all of the listeners know where I'm going with this. But there was a really incredible social media post going around that explained why everyone was, everyone attached to the ship everyone that's in the navy and in the fight it explains why they were so ferocious about fighting the casualty when they could they could have safely just stood there um obviously there were things they were they were worried about like i think fuel that could have exploded and all these other things that could have caused injury damage to surrounding things like i'm sure there was there was concern about hazards like that but um but there wasn't a danger of loss of life necessarily if you just walked away, or at least that's what how people viewed it, right? I, I don't know enough about the logistics of the actual uh, casualty and the and the fighting of it and all the risks involved and stuff like that. I wasn't there. I don't know those things off the top of my head, but just the concept of why are they fighting so hard to save a ship when they could essentially just sit on their hands and have no risk to, of injury or loss of life and... Uh, and I'm going to read this post because I thought it was so cool. So it says to those saying, why are you so upset? It's just a ship. You'll never understand what it's like being part of a ship. You'll never know what it's like to give years of your life to something day in and day out. You'll never understand the bonds you create, the lessons and experiences learned and gained. You'll never understand the blood, sweat and literal tears we sailors put into just a ship. A lot of us spent upwards of five years on the ship Imagine how much you've done in the last five years at work and multiply that by a hundred and you might come close to what we've done. You may see sailors complain daily about their ship, but the ship becomes part of us. So for those that are watching the Bonhammer shard fade away on pier two saying it's tragic. Imagine wearing the six on your cover and not being able to save it. I feel guilty not being out there helping my brothers and sisters. It's what they train daily for. It isn't just a ship and we don't expect you to understand. I I read that and it killed me because <laughs> it was 
the pride that you take in being attached to that ship, the effort and literal blood, sweat and tears that you put into fighting that ship, taking care of that ship, fixing it materially and in, in, in every other way, just you you become part of that ship, right? You take ownership of it in a way that that leaves a mark on your soul. <laughs> and I know it sounds dramatic because it is. Uh, it's I'll never, ever, ever forget the time I've spent on the ships uh, that I have, um, the things that I did there, uh, the things that my team did there, the things I got to be a part of and that I saw. Um, and it, the other thing that, it, and it kind of extends on this, this line of thinking, right, is that just the unbelievable bond that you have with that, that ship because it's, it's not just a thing, it's like this, it's an idea. Right. It's this it's an entity like when you talk about the Bonhammer Shard, you're not just talking about a ship. You're talking about a team of people You're talking about a family. And it's it's very, very deeply meaningful to the people that are that are involved and a demonstration of that as well. And again, like just kind of expounding on this thought, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which I thought was so incredible and such a great leadership lesson to be demonstrated, not just the pride and ship and the ownership of the ship, right? Which is one of the fundamental concepts of this podcast is this is our ship. Don't give up the ship. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to episode one and I explain why the podcast is named what it is. But, but the other thing was the the response of the junior sailors, which I tried very hard to find another social media post that I had seen, but I didn't save it immediately and I, I couldn't find it, but it was a chief that essentially argued this point that I've been, I feel like I've been trying to make it for years uh, on the podcast is that the current generation of junior sailors are, are different, but not inferior in any way, shape or form to any generation that's come before them. I, I think an argument could be made that if they're an improvement, but the response of the junior sailors that you see leadership routinely complaining about millennials, which it's not millennials, it's a, like Gen Z or something. I, and I, I don't really keep up with the labels because I think they're stupid, but it's an excuse, right? It's you, I've talked to chiefs, I've sat down and mentored chiefs where they're just like, these kids today don't get it. They don't have any work ethic. They're just excuse machines. And all they do is ask why and complain. And they don't want to put any work in, but they want all the accolades and blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on. You've probably either overheard a conversation that's similar or been on the receiving end of some kind of counseling or or whatever, where something like this has been said to or about someone you know, right? To you or about someone you know. And I, it's it's garbage. It's an excuse by a leader that's not taking ownership of their responsibility to figure out how to motivate that sailor and get him to respond. It's just different. Like they're different than you. They're not inferior. You just got to figure it out. And if there was ever a real life, just tangible, unquestionable demonstration that they are in fact not inferior <laughs> and that they are in fact like great, great stewards of the Navy that I'm soon going to leave behind. It's them fighting the casualty on the Bonhammer Shard. It's the sailor in FRVs and cowboy boots that Command Master Chief J. Bell watched fight to get back onto the ship so that he could fight that casualty. It's 
the pictures that you've seen shared by a bunch of different entities of junior sailors fighting this casualty for four days straight on barely any sleep. It's the rush of more junior sailors from all those units that I listed previously that all dropped what they were doing to go fight a casualty on a different ship because they understand. They understand what that ship means to those sailors. They understand what that ship means to the Navy. And they understand that it's that's the, that's the move. That's what you do. If I'm parked at a pier in a foreign port and there's another vessel on fire, I'm dressing out and going to fight in the casualty. Like it's that's what you do. And it's because we understand. It's because we've experienced what they've experienced. It's because we have that same attachment. And it's I I really loved that part of the the tragic event that happened on Bonhammer Sharp, but I really loved getting to see the response, getting to see junior sailors rising to the occasion, getting to see them show the entire world who they are and what they're about, right? And that they are good stewards and that the Navy is in good hands and that this whole time you've been complaining, leaders, you've been training your relief and and take a look, take a good hard look at who's relieving you and what you can expect going forward. I just, it's outstanding. And that's what I saw was uh, I saw chiefs just railing on, on social media about, look at them. Like, look at those sailors, look at what they're doing. Look at the response. Nobody had to ask them to do that. Nobody pushed them. They just started doing it. They just fought their ship. Because that's what you do. And I'm just beyond proud of every single one of you. Um, it was it was a sight to see. Uh, it's unfortunate that the ship is in the condition that it's in. Uh, I've read some headlines. I haven't dove too far into it. Um, but about like whether or not the ship can be repaired and like one admiral saying, I guess it can be, but whether or not they're going to spend the money based on the damage assessments and what it would cost to actually get her seaworthy again. But, uh, I can't imagine that if they don't repair the current, uh, the current ship that there won't be a Bonham Richard soon, <laughs> you know, like another, a new warship bearing uh bearing the same name and uh that's a cool thought either way uh it'd be incredible if they were able to repair it but um stay tuned for the lessons learned that come out of it right this is I, i'm not I'm, I'm pointing at the obvious leadership lessons learned to me because they were moving and because they were very evident and obvious as it was happening but just like I've had a lot of people ask me about like the Theodore Roosevelt thing with Captain Crozier. I'm not, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole until the investigation is released because there's so much that I don't know. There's so much that all of us don't know that it's just, I, I have no idea what happened. I, I've, I've read all the articles like I get, but that doesn't mean I know anything. 
That doesn't mean the people that wrote those articles know anything. They, they're speculating. Uh, and so the same thing with this, like stay tuned for all the lessons learned that come out of this, because I can tell you the submarine force has been pulling lessons learned from the Miami fire for as long as I can remember. Uh, I, it's, there's never a shortage of ability to learn and get better. Uh, and, and pull all those lessons out of tragedies like this. And the, and the McPond was on social media just recently talking about this is up there with the forest all and a lot of other like large scale casualties where there's an incredible amount of things that we can learn from this so that next time, because there will be a next time, we can be better. We can be more prepared. Uh, we can do an even better job and, and hopefully stop it earlier and make the ship more recoverable. We can, there's an infinite number of lessons learned to pre- try to prevent things like this from ever happening again. Once they get down to the cause of the actual uh, fire. Um, but stay tuned for all those lessons learned and, and think about and analyze what you saw, especially if you were there of all the leadership lessons learned, man. And, and lo- <laughs> if nothing else, take a moment and pause and behold what just happened, what those junior sailors just did. And that's the theme that I saw is everybody was just dumbfounded in a, in a positive way, just like looking and staring in awe of all these junior sailors and and their response to it. Um, and that's, that's what I got out of it. And again, just as I wrap this up, I'm really, really proud of it. I'm really proud of the response. I'm really proud of every single junior sailor that had any, anything to do with that. It's well done. Well done. Um, that's it. Uh, <laughs> if you guys got anything for me, don't be afraid to hit us up. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the ship podcast, or you can DM me on Instagram or Reddit at DGS podcast or just DGS podcast on Reddit. Uh, hit us up. Let me know. Uh, <laughs> If you need anything, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, and then uh, stay tuned for more content. I'm getting spun back up now that I can talk again, so uh, there should be plenty of new stuff on the way. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening, and don't give up the ship.